ladies and gentlemen. Welcome today to Propaganda Daily. I have the pleasure of having Jessica Solche, the uh, filmmaker uh, that just released Death Athletic, a Dissidence Architecture. And thank you so much, Jessica, for coming to Propaganda Daily and talking to me today. And uh, Hi, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, no, thanks you very much. Um, I guess to start, you know, mainly just like give us a little bit of who you are and, uh, and then we'll kind of jump into your film that, you know, just released just a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Um, this is my second feature doc. I've kind of been always in the film world, but started making documentaries about 10 years ago. And so Death Athletic is my second feature length doc. Um, yes. And it just came out. Um, and it features Cody Wilson, Defense Distributed, goes over 3D guns and ghost guns. It is, and it does seem on the surface, a just a gun documentary, if you will. But actually, um, the First Amendment, code, government surveillance, those are much larger themes that um, are important and um, are within the story of the documentary. Okay. That's awesome. And, you know, so sort of a background on, on me a little bit and why I reached out to you and was so interested is, so I, I'm very big on sort of distributed systems and privacy and freedom of speech and all these kinds of things. And, uh, that was something I thought was so interesting about your film. Cause it's not, like you said, it's not just a, about guns. It's not just about, um, you know, the freedom to make those things yourself, but rather the code, the, you know, communicating, how these things are made. And that's a big part of freedom of speech. I thought that was just perfect for my audience and like the stuff that I'm into, um, which is really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I just, I watched the film um, not that long ago and I just sort of, the thing that, uh, the remark that I want to make, and I know you kind of talked about this in some of your other interviews, but I was actually very thought there was something very unique about your doc. And that was, I obviously lean one side on the argument and watching it, I was kind of like, okay, like this is like very, I feel enthused by this. This is a great film. But then I also kind of realized like if you were on the other end of the spectrum, this wasn't, it was done so neutrally. I guess that's the only way I can describe it. It wasn't like there was a, almost like a narrative. I didn't feel like I was getting sold anything, even though I kind of took one side of it. Um, sure. Is that, is that, would you say part of the objective there to kind of, you know, let the story sort of let the audience sort of make their own determine, you know, determine what's going on here and make their own choices of what they think's right and wrong on that particular topic or. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is my approach to documentary filmmaking in general. Something that really frustrates me is to watch a documentary and the person behind the camera or sometimes who slips in front of the camera 
start to attempt to control the responses of the person they're interviewing. There's this, um, the man that wrote the anarchist cookbook, there was a documentary that came out. This was probably your audience would like this. Um, a doc came out of it about that, about that guy before I believe he passed away. I was so excited to see it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. Like, why didn't someone hunt him down before? Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a great story. And it was basically like, I don't know what an hour and a half of the guy being like, but don't you feel horrible about yourself? Like, and, and it was, I, I could not, I just, there was just the perfect demonstration of like, oh, it's good to watch things um, and work that you're like, this is detestable because it's unethical. Um, anyway, so going back to the film, that's beautiful what you said. I'm, I'm, I, I have strived in both my films to remove my bias, whatever that is, because it it offers an audience their their own loop of ideas in the first place. I don't like that about uh, society in general. So why would I want to repeat that? If anything, my characters or the people I follow, the audience should be able to go into their life and then make their own educated decision. Oh, he has a point. This is interesting. I've never thought about life or systems or society like this. And I am left to make up my own mind. And at minimum, I, that's what I want people to walk away. And, and I, I really have to say, I think you did a brilliant job of that because when I look at you know good books, good music or anything, I always believe there's the artist, there's like the subject, and then there's this third person, which is the viewer or listener. And that you know sort of try interaction um, where you're not just being spoon-fed something, I think it's what makes good art overall. And you did that amazingly. I, I guess it's sort of a stupid question, but like, how do you, how did you're not, I mean, you, you said before, you're not a journalist, you know, so you're not like journalists that like pretend sometimes to be neutral and they're just reporting the news, but like you almost had like a, that ethic in there. Like how, how do you do that? Cause so you have to have some obviously opinion on this stuff. How do you, do you have a process where you're trying to keep yourself from slanting something one way or another or, um, well, I mean, I think, you know, when a camera enters a room, it changes the dynamic. We were, Cody and I were talking about this for an interview the other day. Like I was asked if I thought I influenced him and, um, like along the path, we've known each other for so long and it's a good question. Um, I, and my response is, I don't think, I don't think I ever had the power quote unquote to do that because he's so steadfast and his ideas and where he's going with it. But the influence most likely comes from the idea or the actual presence, right? You can't, um, anyone who walks in a room changes the dynamic of a room, right? Um, so there's an influence in that, but how do I remove myself? I think, I think a documentarian who isn't and a journalist as well, which I think we see uh, vastly less of this more and more. Just it's a, how you manner questions, how you there's ways of asking questions without insinuating insinuation. Period. Right. The um, being curious um, needs to return. Being genuinely curious, and I think if you're talking to someone, just like if you're talking to a friend or someone you meet. Um, a genuine, curious interaction, 
questioning con- in your presence opens the door to like genuine responses and uninfluenced responses. Um, so in while filming, it was attempting, I mean, I, it was sometimes just me with the camera doing everything sound. And then uh, many, many times, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but maybe 70% with my cinematographer and it would just be two of us. Like it was, this is a very, very, very slim crew. And that does help in like not trying to, or like really manipulating the situation and attempting to disappear. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's all about in person, not attempting to change the dynamics, manipulate or corner with questioning. Um, but enliven and understand and be curious coupled with in the edit room, um, really attempting to represent what I've learned along the way with my character being Cody and what he says and what he is attempting. So honestly trying to convey that with his own words and with his own actions. Um, and that's all that can be done in the way of trying to make a genuine unbiased like work. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you kind of going into that because that's something that, you know, on sort of what I've been trying to do with on the audio, you know, podcasting side, it's the second the record button gets hit and, you know, my job is to sort of drive the the conversation, but to do it in a way that, you know, opens people up versus sort of, you know, steering them (laughs) into something or, and in essence, you know, manipulating the conversation um, to some agenda, which is never the objective, but um, that's, that's very awesome. Um, Yeah. So this is, uh, this was a long project. I mean, uh, I think uh, compared to you, because your first, uh, what was it? No control. I haven't had a chance to see that one yet, but no control was like, like a, probably a a year long project kind of thing or. Yeah. Well, yeah. It started filming 2013. Oh my goodness. I forget everything now. I think it was um, August of 2013. And then it was out in festival by November 2014 and then out in 2015. So yeah, yeah, much, it's much, much yeah. shorter time. And, and, and this was a, I mean, like a, a couple year project or I'm not sure what was the magnitude of uh, death athletic. Sure. So I started filming in 2015 and the actual last time I filmed, which ended up being kind of like a brief montage, um, was January of 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, this was a long, uh, this is a long passion project. This is a serious long project. Okay. It was, it was definitely a passion obsession project. Yeah. No, and and you can definitely see that. I, uh, for your second film, I mean, I'm not a film critic or anything like that, but, um, it was definitely uh, the cinematography of it. And just the, I guess that would be the sound design. I'm not sure what you would call that, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was a very, uh, you know, for th- those that are listening that haven't seen it yet, it, it for a, a, a doc or a documentary film, it was very, like, there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of, like, cinematography, sort of that big movie feel to it almost. Um, I know yes. I was sort of riveted and um, just everything kind of had a energy about it that is normally not found, in, not normally found in that type of film. Um, so I think that's that was a, a great accomplishment there. Thank you. I would really trying to make it feel in some ways not, I mean, it feels like a documentary, but, but also like 
like not a documentary. Like there's a, not that we were trying to blur lines or anything like that, but just have it so cinematic if possible. Um, that you get lost and really lost in like the storyline. Well, well, in essence though, too, because you were filming, and I mean, this is not all just like retrospective. This was like unfolding over the, that time period. So in some ways the yeah. story was revealing itself. I don't want to say live, but in essence, you know, through the recording process, it wasn't like some past event, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. There's no, there's, I mean, there's like a little archival, of course, like, mm-hmm. because we have to, we briefly talk of, you know, we have to catch an audience up. We can't assume that they know what happened in 2013. Yeah. So there's, you know, a little bit tiny, but really not yeah. everything. Everything happened in the time of filming, if you will. It's, it's happening. Yeah. It's just like, uh, the story reveals itself as we go along. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I guess to pivot just a little bit. Um, so the film's out now. Yes. Have you, uh, what's that experience like for you? I mean, this is your second big <laughs> film and uh, where are we at? <laughs> oh gosh. You know, it's, um, it's out, but I feel, you know, I, there's a lot of work to be done. This film can't be sold. Like streaming won't have it. It's not, it's still just coming from a little filmmaker that is, you know, trying to build a platform because that's the way it has to be now. Mm-hmm. So it's out, but I feel like it's nowhere near done. And I'm, I'm on a learning curve on how to get this out into the mainstream in any kind of way possible. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's a kind of fun journey because I'm like, like you, I'm meeting all these lovely people. And, and the beautiful thing is everyone who's seen the film really has, is having really awesome reactions. So, um, I do think that it's something, and I'm very proud of it, actually, that has a huge audience and can captivate a large audience. It's just the trick is now finding it without without all the platforms. Yeah. You know, there's certain platforms that give you that audience. So that's 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 where I'm at right yeah, now. Yeah, so you're definitely in sort of the guerrilla, and we'll call it guerrilla marketing and just trying to you know, <laughs> fight yes. the, you know, the, <laughs> to get your, get your distribution and get your stuff out there. Well, and that, you know, I, 100%. I get that and that's, uh, you know, I think that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a struggle cause obviously, you know, the bill's got to get paid and you have to, you want people to see the, the art you're making. Um, but yes. the struggle sometimes is half the, half the journey, you know? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the friends you make along the I, way. I bet. I bet. Um, I, are you, now I know you, you have a presence on Twitter now. Are you, have you, have you ventured into Nostra at all yet by chance or? I have not. Okay. Well, I, I, I would yes. get, I would get uh, crucified if I don't uh, make the pitch for you to get on there. Cause that's basically, that's, I mean, I, I, expl- I go out into, I call it enemy territory, which is like Twitter and X and all the other platforms. But uh, I'm more or less a Noster native. Um, I would encourage you to. I know it's like another text tech thing to learn, and which is like consumes so much of our time. But like, yeah. I feel like you do have a little bit of a captive audience there. I mean, you're it's yeah. a decentralized platform. It's a freedom of speech maximalist. You know, you got the Bitcoin crowd, which obviously everything you're doing somewhat vibes with that that group of people. So I, I for I, sure. I mean, samurai yeah, executive exactly. producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, is there a story there? How that happened? Um, how Samurai um, reached yeah, out? Yeah, okay. sure. Well, um, I co I mean, I self produced this. I wouldn't co produce it. I self produced this until 
2022, when I was basically, I was hitting a wall because um, post-production is a lot of money. Yes. And I was really at a moment where I'm like, is this film ever going to come out? Is this ever going to be made? Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so I had been um, participating in an event called um, Bear Arms and Bitcoin okay. from Guns and Bitcoin. Gotcha. And this, the third one was about to happen in Miami. And I had finally found the person that I actually wanted to edit with, which was a huge, huge um, step. Um, also, a not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut a sizzle, um, and I went to Barum's Bitcoin, and I basically was on stage because um, we, I've always been lovingly um, like encouraged at Bear Arms and. I was like, I'm going to show you the sizzle, and then I need someone to walk up to me and tell me how, ask me how much money I need to finish the sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> and and then um, I showed the sizzle, and then Samurai walked up to me like four minutes later. Okay, that's um, awesome. And this was this was just huge. And as things go, once once something big happens, then um, a young man named Thomas Donnelly like just appeared out of the ether and was like, "How much more do you need?" And I was like, this. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I just, I just couldn't believe it that this had, you know, you, when you create art, you, uh, you suffer and you struggle for a long period of time. And then you're like, it'll never happen yeah. and nobody will ever come to my rescue and help. And then all of a sudden, within three and a half weeks, I had it. And it was like, oh my gosh, it's go time. Yeah. And this, that, those Samurai and Thomas, without them, like, I wouldn't, this film wouldn't be out. Okay. Period. That's awesome. Yeah, and was is Thomas somewhere in the Bitcoin space or some other? Okay, yes. okay, gotcha. So in essence, yeah. the Bitcoiners—I don't know if you are a Bitcoiner yourself—but the Bitcoiners seem to have—they're uh, kind of your pa your yes. patrons here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been yes, I've been kind of in the space since twenty thirteen. Okay, that's so. awesome. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, so you're you're one of us, as I would say. All right, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I think that's great, and that's that's what I've been seeing. Why like Bitcoin and Oster have become so important to me is. I feel like it's the monetary path and also the, the sort of communication, the, you know, the ability to actually have free speech and say what you got to say. Um, like those two communities um, been vital to me just because, you know, everything else is sort of gatekeepers and, and censors basically. So yeah, it's uh that's awesome that that's where you got, uh, you got the aid you need and got, got it out there. Cause I think it's, I, I, I you know, I think, Personally, I think as the story unfolds, because we've gone through a lot last couple of years on on freedom of speech and and I you know the firearms aspect of it that's been going on for a long time. I do think it's going to become a, a historically important um, you know piece simply because it it covers both sides of that so well. So I, I don't think it was in vain. I think it's going to, it's going to be a phenomenal success sometime here. So as someone said, it's going to be a slow burn. Well, but that, like, okay. but that, the thing is, there's something about that though. Like I think a lot of times, you know, we talk about like cult classics and stuff, you know, a lot of times things that are super popular in their time, that moment, they have a tendency to sizzle out. It's just fads, but the things that build up over time t tend to last and create those sort of cult followings, which I think are probably much more valuable long-term. <laughs> So yeah. that's, I'll take yeah. it. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, I, I, there's a lot of different stories happening in this movie. It's not really just a Cody Wilson dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously he's massively prominent and very important to the film, but in his story is many other 
stories. No, absolutely. Many other things, payment processors, building businesses that are counter, you know, counter government. Yeah. Uh, Anything, anyone building anything that's not quote unquote allowed. Yeah, no. This is a story for you. And absolutely. And this is the story of like my entire community is basically people as almost refugees leaving the current system and going to alternative ones that allow them to exist. They want to the way they want to. And, um, you know, so like, that's the other thing, (laughs) just a little, okay. So just little things in the film that I was just like, this is so interesting. Um, and it's kind of interesting because you, once again, you maintain this neutral, like you're not really pushing any ideas, but like this, the story about Jay Stark. And I, I didn't know what happened with him before watching the film. I kind of was aware that he died, but like, there's almost like a conspiracy wrapped up in that, um, and, and just the whole like scratch your head and like that's like a rabbit hole I want to go down. But um, <laughs> I, it's um, Jay Stark. There within the community, there was always a hint of of Jay Stark saying or hinting that his life was short. Um, so. I don't know. He probably, his heart probably did give out. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, the, the idea of like for government, I mean, it's much more powerful to make him a prisoner than a martyr. And so I don't know, like, I don't, I, it's, it's easy for the mind to wonder, oh, they must've killed him, you know, like a little cyanide shot to the oh, heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, as we know, uh, Ross Ulbricht in prison is more powerful than Ross Ulbricht dead. Yeah, that's true. Assange alive in some ways is much more powerful because it's terrifying to watch him suffer and yeah. age and suffer and have a complete life in these like yeah. embassies and prisons. Um, it's much more deterrent. When somebody dies, they can be martyred. Yeah. And I feel so, Jay Stark has rightfully, I guess, received his it's martyrdom. Yeah. Martyrdom. True. No, yeah. very true. Well, and, I mean, I, and I, I'm always, I always try to dance on the, the razor edge of conspiracy theories and, and reality. Sure. And, it's, and it's, but, but, it's hard but to not me, to. <laughs> I mean, to me, like, uh, I mean, cause the, the, I guess he was interrogated recently before. And if he had a condition, I mean, you know, anybody that's gone through any experience like that knows that's probably one of the stressfulest things you can go through. So oh my gosh. You have, if you have a condition, like it's going to probably manifest itself, but yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's definitely sad. Um, what happened there obviously, but whenever somebody dies a little too young, but, but yeah, nevertheless, I do just, you know, like I said, the film just sort of presents this stuff in this way. Let's the main point behind it. Not that there was even necessarily intent there, but like the the thing I want to convey to my audience is like it's just this this place for you to mentally explore yourself. The film's here to kind of give sure. you this window, but you get to kind of like go different places in your own mind, and uh, and that's I think like I said, that's what always a great art piece of art does allows you to kind of fill in the blanks where you want to and think about different possibilities and think about different realities. So, thank um, you. So, so. Right now, obviously, you know, we're, we're trying to get this out there other than like, obviously I, I encourage anybody listening, um, you know, go, go buy the film and probably preferably directly, I think from your website. Um, yes. Is it available? Like, have you been able to get onto any other, I think maybe like YouTube or can you purchase it through some of the mainstream? Yeah, you can get on Google, um, and like, uh, sorry, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, uh, one of the other okay. ones. 
um, that you can also access through the website deathathletic.com. Uh, that those things are basically easy. Okay. You use an aggregator, you put up the money, you do the shares, whatever that is, and you get on there. Okay, gotcha. Um, those are basically yeah, purchased. Uh, you know, Amazon Prime. I think you can get. Um, sometimes they have different structures with bigger movies or movies that are quote unquote you know mainstreamed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's accessible to any um, self distributing. Got film. it. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And so as far as like where you're, uh, where we are not yet, but ultimately need to be and should be is, is like the big actual, like uh, Netflix, I guess those type of streams. Yeah. Where's that even a, like, what's your feelings on that even? I mean, I don't have like, I, if somebody came up to me and said, Oh, we're down. I would say yes, because I would prefer the message getting out than to be like, Oh, I can't do it now. It would just make me laugh, and then I would enjoy the fact that it actually happened. Okay. Um, because, I, I mean, I do, as, as somebody who made something, I want people to see this, and I want to get it out. And I also want to get my investors maybe some money back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, wouldn't that be nice? And maybe that they were somebody they would actually fund my next piece. Wow. Improbable. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, possible, but like... So it does help the system, like if somebody, if that was to happen. So I would never, I, at this point in my life, I'm not, maybe a younger version of B would be like, they had their yeah. chance. But <laughs> at this point, like, it's like, don't shut a door. Yeah, definitely. Um, because no matter what, just like, you know, somebody who's, who uses Bitcoin and never was like, never read the white paper, has no understanding about the underterming meaning. The fact that they're using it is pushing that meaning, whether they like it or exactly. not. Exactly. So. The fact that it would be on a streaming, you know, serves its purpose. Absolutely. Whether they understand it or not. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, and the message I think ultimately is powerful enough and and it, yeah, more eyeballs and the more people just thinking about these topics, I think the better. So for sure. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Is there, uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. But uh, lots of options of where to, you know, purchase. And, uh, I, I, there was a little bit of, uh, the Bitcoin pay, uh, the struggles mm-hmm. early on. I, I imagine that that's <sighs> the one thing that just, man, I, I scratch my head. I go, man, it's like, we've been doing this Bitcoin thing. And like, I, I just wish the tech was a little bit more, less a pain in yeah, the butt. <laughs> it, it seems to be, it seems to be flowing extremely like well now, That's good. but like things, things still happen. It's, and then uh, people think it's like going to automatically populate, I guess, in their email. And yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It's a manual process. At this point, huh? it just gets, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it just gets a little funny. But the, the BTC pay, at least at least that does exist and that exists is nice. That's, yeah, that is good. I, I did some posting and I don't know if they just didn't see it or if it was in between when you had up there, like, there's no Bitcoin pay. I'm like, come on, people. Like, let's just, <laughs> that doesn't matter all the time, you know? But it, Or like Lightning or Monero or why don't you take all these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, why don't you take this <laughs> coin or that coin? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I love it, but at at some point, like understanding the the limitations of art coincide. Like people need to build more platforms. Like if that is your question, get involved in building a platform that makes it easy for people to share art. Then oh yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody's trying to do it. Just it's always clunky. Yeah. It's clunky and not quite there yet. It's clunky. Yeah. But well, I we I think like we appreciate the people like in that space. Absolutely, I mean appreciate you going through the labor to get that functioning. Um, which is, I think, great because <laughs> I know it's not easy. <laughs> but I feel bad. So if somebody out there, somebody out there bought my other film and then it populated my email address in it and I never 
I will never know who they are and I can't get them the film and they've never reached out and I will think about you forever. I want you to have the film. <laughs> oh, this okay. This no, happened. Was, You're going to have to tell me more about this. So there was uh, a th- no. I mean, for a be, before uh, I was trying to use BTC Pay for my other film as well. Like you can buy No Control okay. with BTC, like from its website. And I guess the first time I did it, I did it incorrectly. Oh no! And some or I don't know. I don't know why they would plug in my email address. But I'm going to say that I probably did it incorrectly. Okay. So like I was like, oh, I got a purchase, and I was like. Oh, that's me on the email address. How do I get that? <laughs> I was like, damn it. So I'm just I'm just waiting for this person to be so you like have a couple of, you to, have a couple of digital copies of your film that never uh, got delivered. I got you. Yeah, just one. One for oh, okay, sure. Okay, okay. Well that's <laughs> you know, it, they at this point it was just a donation and you know, I'm sure they uh, they're okay with that. I hope so, Glacier. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um so, you know, uh, I guess you know, so we're, you know, very early in this film, I guess I always, I have to ask the question, I, I you know, I'm you probably thinking about or working on something in the future. Um, yeah, I'm not totally talking about, okay. I actually, I actually thought I would be absent of all ideas. Okay. <laughs> That's what happens when you finish something. And then I have like three projects I would, I would love to start working okay. on. Um, so it comes to the point of me kind of pushing this film out mm-hmm. and seeing if I can find, you know, funding. I can't self-fund films anymore. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's insanity. So um, the funding will determine my direction for sure. Okay. Um, and you could shut me down on this, but would I assume that it would be in not necessarily the exact same topic, but in the same uh, uh, as someone uh, tries to put you in the cypherpunk kind of box or would would be would we be changing sort of subject or style completely you think there's there's a lot of cypherpunk elements okay. in two of them and then one is a complete uh, uh, complete derailment okay. but I feel like there's an overlap in purpose still that's oh that's awesome if we're if we're still going back to the human of the personage about building, building the systems around you there's definitely an overlap okay i like that That excites me so yeah we got to get uh, more cells and we got to get you get you to that point that's that's my agenda (laughs) now Um, (laughs) i I need you you got to come over to noster um we're gonna (laughs) okay okay i'm I'm writing it down i'm literally if it's on my list look i'm writing it down can't see it but it's on there i will i will make the time to figure this one out okay and and once you get on there um like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll plug you into the people that are really good. Because so when I got on there, like this is how cool Nostra is. So you get on there and you're like in this giant void, right? Like there's no algorithm to give you anything. Like you have to go search Got for it. what you want. And I found this hashtag. It was like Ask Nostra. And so I just started asking into this void. And people were just like, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. And and basically you just have these magical like elf helpers come out of nowhere and like give you technical assistance. And all of a sudden – um beyond my wildest dreams i'm sort of plugged into this very niche small like-minded network and it's the best community that i've ever found as far as like a social media platform um, i consider a lot of these people friends and i've only been on here a couple months um as far as like my projects i've done i went from obscurity to you know a, a relatively uh healthy download count on my podcast but all of it just kind of comes from this very like-minded community of sort of freedom uh freaks basically um and, it, and they're not all the same it's not like a lot of these echo chambers like political echo chambers like we have people from all spectrums the one thing in common though they're all there because 
they want to be able to communicate freely and not be censored and uh, have a sort of a healthy discourse. And I, and I just love it. And I, I encourage anybody, if you dabble in the, any of these spaces, like get on Noster because not only does it help build Noster, but um, it's like you have this built-in sort of, they, people love, anybody that comes to Noster and builds, Noster loves, you know what I mean? And so I think it'll be, it'll be helpful for you just for getting more, getting more eyeballs. And I'm hoping this, this episode encourages a lot of people to spend the money, buy your film, because if we don't support artists like you that are doing, you know, honest, important work and doing it without some, in essence, corporate evil agenda, and we're not willing to actually let you make a living and let your investors get a little return on their investment. Like it doesn't happen. Right. And then we're just, then we're yeah. just forced to listen to like, you know, a little bit easier content like mine. Like, you know, there's a ton of podcasts. It's a lot of work, but it's not the same. Like film is important. It's a part of the, it's a part of cultural change and cultural, like it's like a bigger picture kind of thing. And, but it's a very, very expensive and it takes a lot of time. I mean, you have, you have almost a decade of your life into this last one. And uh, I mean, that's an investment uh, that's not even really measurable. So but I, I must say, now that I've actually been on a few podcasts, not just listened, there it is a total art form. Oh yeah, I mean, and I, I yeah, I, and you're very, <laughs> and you're very, very nice to speak with. Like it is a total art form of how. Um, anyways, I've I've gotten a, a much different. I have a I've always had a appreciation, but a very different kind of understanding and appreciation because you form you form the environment and you form the. The, the the emotional template of comfort, if you will, to create a, a conversation that doesn't feel like it's fake, if you will. Definitely. Or an interrogation um, or something. A, or an interrogation, or it's just about the speaker, right? Not the actual person being interviewed. There's there's so much. It's interesting. Uh, highly, like, highly respected. Awesome. Well, and I, I promised, I know you're in limited time, and I promised I would respect your time, and we're coming up on, on our limit here. But uh, is there just anything that... Um, you know, anything you need to say, you want to say any message you want to put out there before we wrap it up? Oh, interesting. Um, That's the real open minute one know, right I, there. <laughs> my, my, my new logo, my new like slogan is make beautiful systems and I want to hear about them. Okay. Um, the, the curious thing I've encountered many times through my life of making this film and still like, Oh, you're so nice. Why are you do? Why do? Why do you? Why are you like interested in these subjects? Like you're so kind, and and now I understand their confusion because there's always this idea of like anti-government has to be like this dark place, this frustrated place, this dangerous place. That's what media always says. Like why would nice people? Well, yeah, we are nice, and that's why we want to build beautiful systems that enable other people that are seeing life differently absolutely build their life system. And I think what the uh, I don't want to call out it, but but we all know with the liberals what what they do so well is they use niceties and they use flowered beautiful language, and it's very hard to. Um, be uh to like not like that language it's it's very accepting and enveloping and i think all of us need to do the same thing oh 100 percent, 100 percent. and that's i that i love that because it's um you know like i something edward snowden talked about like i was a kid that you know millennial i grew up on the internet and like my thoughts on a lot of things have changed like back and forth on so many topics and i just think about like 
the freedom I had that I don't think exists anymore just to like explore something and not say something that ends your, ends your, ends your life basically sort of like the, the theme death athletic. It's like, there's people out there that, um, either on purpose because they, um, are trying to like advance some idea or even by purely accident, they say something and they're done. They're literally dead. And the suicides that come from this culture of, you know, you made a mistake or we disagree with you and we're going to end your metaphoric life or your actual one, you know, through, uh, bullying. I just think like we need to be much more understanding and allow people to have their space and say what they think and believe in a free way. Um, otherwise, we all end up prisoners of our own mind and it just becomes a toxic hell that I don't think any of us want to live in, no matter really where you are on the spectrum politically. Um, but sure. We're building that hell if we don't, uh, you know, basically kick the door down and go, look, people need to be free and need to be able to say what they want to say, even if it's uncomfortable. Or like you said, if we're mm-hmm. nice people, but want to talk about some things that have negatives. I mean, there's, you know, guns are, I think are an important thing. I believe in them. But at the same time though, I do realize there are people that have been victims of, of, of people with guns with ill intent. And it's like, that's not always a pretty thing, but it has to be discussed and you can't just shut people up. So for sure. But anyways, it was a wonderful conversation. And uh, if you ever have anything else, uh, any new projects, I I hope that you'll consider coming on and uh, talking to me again. And and I look forward to seeing you on Noster. So yeah, I will. I'll see you there. That's all. That is awesome. That is awesome. (laughs) I pulled it up already. I'll see you there. But we are opposed around the world by a monolithic ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has constricted vast human and material resources into the building of a tight-knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed.